From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, Chris? March the 1st, 2023. Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast. Powered, of course, by our good friends over at MTM Case Guard. And uh, you probably, if you've been a firearm owner for any length of time, you've probably got some of their products because they are definitely a leader in the injection molded plastic world uh, from storage boxes to shooting tables to uh, shooting rest, all sorts of cool things over there. MTM Case Dash, don't forget that dash, MTM Case Dash Guard.com. As always, a link. Uh, down below if you want to check that out and if you do pull the proverbial trigger on anything over there uh, you can use code clovertack for 10 percent off uh, and also if there's an option to drop them a line drop them a line and uh, they'll thank you for uh, for helping out here of course on the podcast some cool stuff uh, coming on the produced video side of the channel uh, with some uh, mtm case card products uh, over the next few weeks, I'll be looking for some of that stuff to uh, to slowly drop too. I've kind of got behind what with weather uh, and getting things ready for this podcast season and dealing with all that kind of stuff. But that uh, the produced content is about to wrap up. So uh, yeah, check those out. MTMCase-Guard.com over there. Uh, today we're going to be having a uh, a little conversation with uh, Infinite Defense and had a video drop. Uh, oh, good Lord, a week or maybe two ago. Uh, the only video, I think, produced video I've dropped with uh, uh, coming out of SHOT Show. And uh, they produced the Infinity Target. So going to be talking with them today as we're talking with them. Keep in mind, if you are joining us live, you have the option to ask questions or whatever out there in the uh, live chat. Definitely say something because we don't know that you're out there unless you do. And if you're in the replay world, well, you can also drop questions, comments, wherever it might be, uh, not just on the uh, video side of things, but definitely the audio side too. There's comment sections almost always down below. So make sure you jump down there and uh, and ask those questions. I will flag the questions for the most part. We may not get to them right away, but we will get to them. Uh, so just be patient. I don't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation. Uh, as always, big shout out, big thanks to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, uh, and those that super chat, those that super thanks, and those that shop clovertack.com slash shop. Speaking of that, uh, last Thursday, uh, and who do we have? Matt with Meet the Pressers on last Thursday. Uh, but before that happened, the uh, clovertack.com website crashed. So uh, that is back up. I'm going to say it's probably 90% at this point. There's a new look. There's a new feel. Definitely go over there. Make sure you check it out. Uh, and uh, got a special on the FUD Life teddy bear patches that you might be interested in over there uh, as well. Sort of the relaunch of the website. Decided to do something a, a little special. Uh, and uh, proud to be a member of the Professional Outdoor Media Association, POMA, and also the uh, Firearms Radio Network. And with that, we can get uh, Elijah from Infinite Defense in the house. How are you, man? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So uh, I want to uh, I want to start out uh, by saying. Um, 
I say by saying, start out by asking your experience with SHOT Show. So uh, we found you at SHOT Show this year, and you were uh, outside in the hallway, in the outside the media room, I should say, on, on the hallway. And for those that don't know, uh, you know, a few floors up from SHOT Shows where the media room is and we hang out. Um, so I'm just curious what that experience was like. I mean, you weren't on the main floor. You weren't on the bottom floor. You weren't in Caesars. That was kind of an interesting place for you guys to be. So um, was that something that you guys had planned? Uh, was it your first trip to SHOT Show? Just give us kind of an overview of, of how all that took place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so SHOT Show was kind of a mess. Uh, so we started um, in April. Um, so we didn't sign up for SHOT Show until uh, about October when oh, we wow. thought it would be a viable time. Yeah, so really last second. Um, and obviously our first year there. So we got the extra exhibitor booth, which, um, like you said, is on the fourth floor. Um, just a small six by eight booth. Uh, nothing crazy at all. But luckily, uh, we were right outside the uh, press room. So we did get to run into a lot of... Uh, writers and uh, content creators who were coming in and out of the press room um like yourself so um we actually got a good amount of coverage being right there uh and a good amount of eyes but uh, we did get a lot of foot traffic up there surprisingly um i don't know how it would be compared to the first or second floor but um we, we got a lot of good contacts out of it so it was 100 worth it but um next year we definitely plan on being on at least the first floor so now, was the reason that you couldn't get into the first floor, was that uh, more reason um, that you just waited so late? Or, or what do you think the, the reasoning for that was? Yeah. Um, one being it was our first year, so usually a good amount of those ah, companies are up there. Um, okay. And then two, the main floor was sold out So um, by the time we signed up. Right. Yeah, I had heard that it um, it sold out pretty quickly this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot show. I don't remember. I think it was like early December or something. Maybe they put out things and we're, we're all filled up. So, um, that's kind of neat that they, that they offer that, that spot in that space. Um, now that was a limited time that you were up there because I don't remember y'all being yes. there all week or where's you. Right. So, um, I believe it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was, um, our extra exhibitor booth. So floor three and four. And then, uh, well, shot show goes um, through Friday, right? So, um, yeah, so it was just three days we got to be there. So let's uh, let's kick it in. Let's get into uh, let's get. We're going to get into the target. Let's let's start yeah. like from the ground level. Let's kind of start up and talk a little bit about infinite defense because it's really interesting. And for those that are out there, uh, infinitytargets.com, and I've got that link below if you want to check out the targets and all the other cool things. But um, so how does the, the difference, because that was confusing for me, especially when I was trying to put together the package for this. You've got infinite defense and you've got the infinity target. Um, is infinite defense the company? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so infinite defense is the company. Um, it was uh, priorly infinity systems. Um, that goes along with the whole history of how the product started and whatnot but uh okay. we just named it infinite defense in case we ever branch out into other products or right i'm um, so we're not just keyhole into uh the target space the targets but obviously yeah. that's all we're doing right now so right right and so 
with the with the target. So I, the target is, I guess, the one at this point, the one and only product, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, we have a bunch of different uh, designs and whatnot. Um, we should have target stands coming um, within the next month or two. Um, but really, just putting all our efforts into the target since it's doing so well. Uh, so I don't see us branching out into any other areas super soon, but right. um, it's definitely a possibility. So what's the story behind the target? Because it's it's sort of unique, I think, in a sense of, you know, rubber style, you know, self-healing target. So what was the, uh, where was the grand idea? Did it happen on a bar, on a, in a bar on a napkin or <laughs> how did that work? Uh, not exactly. Um, so back in 2019, um, I was playing college football at a community college at the time. And after the season was over, I had a bunch more time to go shooting. Um, I wasn't a competitive shooter by any means, just more of a recreational shooter. Um, loved watching YouTube videos like, like Grand Thumb all day long. And uh, so I had a lot of extra time to go shooting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And self-healing targets were kind of becoming more popular, um, especially there's one big company out here, um, Rubber Dummies. But I thought it was super cool. Uh, it fascinated me. I was a mechanical engineering major. Um, and I thought it was awesome, but like I said, I was in college. I didn't have $400 to spend on a single target, right. or at least a beginner setup with the stand and everything. So um, I kind of set out to make something similar that would fit on my target stand I already had, um, a little bit more price efficient, just easier to store, transport, um, something I could have more than one of um, at a decent cost. So. Um, it kind of spurred from there. I just tested out uh, a bunch of different materials from suppliers and whatnot. Um, started finding in way, ways to dial the manufacturing process and um, really started with uh, like $200. Um, I just bought a bunch of sample wow. material. Um, <laughs> yeah, threw up an Instagram, was just mass following people while I was, I think I was a bar back at the time, just um, while I was in school. But uh, basically started from there, threw up an online store and surprisingly had a couple of sales and started getting some good feedback. Uh, and then ended, ended up going on with some business partners who were friends of mine. And then I was I transferred to ASU to continue uh, studying. And then uh, mm -hmm. I had business partners running it um, back about an hour away from where I was. So it was a little hard to uh, get all of the logistics together. And then COVID hit. So we ended up shutting that company down. Um, and then it's just been kind of in limbo until last April where um, I put a good amount of money into it and got it started back up. And ever since about July, um, I've been able to go full time with it. And so I get to work all day on this and do everything for it. So, yeah, it's nice. been awesome, but definitely a wild I've got, ride. <laughs> I've got um, I've got a quite a few different relationships, of course, with, with different types of target companies. I think we, we discussed that at, at SHOT Show. And um, I noticed, you know, you bring up, you know, the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of that. I noticed that that wreaked havoc, it seemed like, on the target on the target businesses out there. Because, you know, the lockdowns, people, you know, either couldn't get out uh, right. very much because of you can't be in a group junk that they pulled um, but also the run on ammunition and stuff too, right? Making right. to where people couldn't get out and shoot. So, um, is that sort of what you've seen on your side of things when 
when all that happened, similar, you're saying that's a similar situation? Yeah, it wasn't so much a reactive uh, reaction. It was more of a proactive. Um, oh, okay. We saw, saw the ammo coming. prices going up. Um, we were still in the beginning stages. We weren't making a lot of money. So, right. And then uh, I was still tied up in school. I was stuck an hour away from where the targets were being made. So uh, it was it was just kind of a mutual decision to just kind of shut it down. Um, gotcha. I ended up buying them out. I got, uh, um, and then, yeah, I bought them out and then it was kind of in limbo till I uh, started it back up again in April. Gotcha. Um, okay. But yeah, they're still buddies of mine. It was just, um, I guess how things were, we were all still 20 something. So, <laughs> right. So the, the manufacturing of the targets yourself, obviously you had the prototype, you had the R and D phases to go through. Mm. Once you kind of dialed that in, um, were you kind of making them out of your garage, so to speak, or have kind of yeah. you always had like a manufacturing process? No, yeah, we're making them out of, uh, or yeah, we were making them. I was working on my dad's garage at the time. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, now we're working out of uh, my shop here, um, and then soon, uh, probably within a month or two, we'll be in a facility. But okay, yeah, it's still we're still a fairly small company, but um, definitely making big strides. Right. Well, let's uh, let's shift in. Let's let's talk a little bit here. I guess uh, we've got a lot to talk about, probably yeah. <laughs> with the targets. I've definitely got some questions when it comes to uh, when it comes to the if it's, there's no trade secrets, of course, to the manufacturing process and you know the way that you guys accomplish certain things with those targets. Um, but just for for somebody that might not be aware, give us the the rundown of the materials. You mentioned you know doing a lot of research with the materials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, Give us an idea of some of the issues you run into when you were looking at materials like, hey, this wouldn't work because of these reasons. Um, and then let us know why ultimately you settled on the uh, material you did. Right. Yeah. So we use a uh, vulcanized rubber material um, there. There's a couple of different ways of manufacturing that. Um, there's also a bunch of other rubber materials. Um, so really, we're just trying to find a... Uh, way to manufacture it at a price efficient point uh, mm -hmm. that it wouldn't be overly expensive, but also you still get a quality target that's going to last depending on how long you shoot um, a couple years or even a lifetime. I still have some of our beginning targets that sit on the side of my house. Uh, oh, wow. have 3,500, 4,000 rounds to it. I don't shoot them anymore. I take them to gun shows and whatnot to show them off, but right. um, yeah, we just keep them in the backyard. Um, in the Phoenix sun. So that doesn't do anything to it. Um, so that's the one thing with the vulcanized rubbers, very durable, um, has a good amount of elasticity, um, very weather resistant. And then it just kind of comes down to how fine the material is. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen that we have the gen two, uh, targets now it's, mm -hmm. uh, where we were able to make the targets, uh, much denser. Um, it's a little bit more costly to produce, but, um, Everyone that's tested it out says the price difference is definitely worth it. Um, it's just more elastic. It's uh, non-porous, so the paint sticks better. But it's still uh, vulcanized, uh, recycled rubber. Uh, so you still get all the same benefits. Um, if you're big into being eco-friendly, it's recycled. But right. um, extremely durable. There's some rubbers that are super durable, but extremely, extremely expensive, like natural rubber. Um, right. is yeah um it would probably i'm trying to think of how much more but it'd probably be like 
close. It would cost us about a thousand dollars a target to retail, Whoa. which is insane. Yeah. But no. I mean, the properties are great. Um, it's not as uh, just due to this elasticity and the uh, uh, softness of the rubber. But um, I mean, that's with that you're going to get cracking out in the sun, and it's not weather resistant, and um, it's not going to be as resistant to cold, and um, a bunch of different downfalls. Uh, but yeah, we eventually settled on the vulcanized rubber. Um, it's, it's the most price efficient. It's the most durable. Um, so far, it's been working fantastic. So, yeah, I can imagine the challenges with the different uh, elements, right? Temperatures mm -hmm. and and various things. Um, now, as far as the material, when you get that in, because uh, I'm just curious. I mean, I know how heavy. I mean, this is not it's not a lightweight target <laughs> for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's got a little weight to it. Um, and I was I was actually curious if the clamps that that you guys sent with the target i thought man is this going to be able to hold that target up uh, and, and the do the clamps yeah. work the clamps work great so yeah. good job on that um but with the weight of it I'm, I'm guessing does it come in sheets or rolls or how does that come in as far as the materials yeah we get it in uh sheets on uh pallets and okay. then uh we process it using a machinery but um the target that you have that comes in 90 pound sheets and then um the gen 2 i believe they're about 60 pounds which, oh yeah. okay that's interesting so they're mm -hmm. denser it's denser but it's also lighter at the same time right yeah it's uh it's a half inch thick in uh in comparison to three quarter inches right okay okay yeah i thought that this one was about three quarter i didn't right. i didn't measure it but it seemed it seemed about that um now you speak about you talk about the the weather related issues. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, we've got people that are going to be watching, listening, whatever from all over the country. Um, any tips as far as if you're in a certain part of the country? Is it one of the things where don't leave this outside? Just take it out when you're going to uh, use it, or any kind? Not of at all. No. So that's the beauty of it is um any environment so they sit in my backyard in the phoenix sun all summer all year long um they don't melt they're not gonna rub off on your fingers it's not gonna um dry out or anything and the same with we have customers in alaska um it, colder states like minnesota montana um whatnot and they they leave their targets out all year long and mm -hmm. they don't crack in the cold weather um none of those uh issues the target doesn't become brittle or anything and uh so we've had fantastic feedback from all over the country, even like the Pacific Northwest. Um, obviously, they're waterproof. It's rubber. But right. um, the, the whole spray paint process, uh, we've tested it, works exactly the same in the pouring rain. Um, the spray paint sticks exactly the same. It wears away the same. So even if you want to have a range day and it starts pouring rain, you can still use our targets and spray paint them uh, in wow. the rain. So, in yeah, rain. It's, it's really cool. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's vulcanized rubber so um anywhere in the country you're gonna be fine right mm -hmm. um now we did have a uh question out there from g23 if i can uh jump over here and find it since we are talking about the targets um talked about the elements but he says uh what's the target rated for caliber wise so uh mm. yeah if you're i know my we'll, we'll get into my use case i guess is what it is which is yeah, a little bit different than a little bit different than most and and that's why uh, I was kind of, when uh, I was turned on to you guys, that's why I kind of went and checked it out because I had an interesting 
uh, use case for it, an interesting need that I thought, hey, maybe this will work for what I'm trying to do. Uh, but for, uh, I guess, single projectile, you know, whatever, um, yeah, what's what's the uh, the rating is going to vary according to caliber for sure. Right. But are there any calibers that you say, okay, we don't recommend these? Right. So um, bottom line, pretty much no hollow points, no slugs. Um, obviously, the open tip hollow point ammo, it's going to act somewhat like a cookie cutter and just punch, punch like a perfect hole. Exactly. Yeah. Um, same with the slug. Um, so it feels a little bit, but obviously there's a big old hole in the middle. Same with wads. <laughs> but um, any pointed ammo. Um, we gave that round count to 110 of 5.56 a square inch just um, as a baseline since 5.56 is a very common round. Um, Wait, did you? What did you say? 100 rounds per square inch? Yeah, a 5.56. That's if um, if a customer tested and fails, um, or they believe the target's not performing right, um, we'll, we'll we'll replace it or send them a new one, um, wow. or refund them if they just are unhappy with the product. So, um, right. Yeah, customer service is definitely a strong point. Um, take great pride in it. But um, with nine millimeters, probably gonna see around 70 rounds a square inch. Um, just because of the larger caliber, um, right? Found, larger diameter. Yeah, yeah. the lifespan is going to decrease. The larger the caliber, and actually, the flatter the nose of the bullet. Um, so we've seen 50 BMG actually perform better than uh, 45 70, just mm -hmm. because of the shape of the um, bullet nose. Right. It's a long, pointy round. Right, and then we're seeing 45. Uh, perform better than uh, 40 Smith and Wesson since a lot of those are flat nosed. Um, right. So, um, okay. Yeah. So, but it will still work. You're just going to get a decreased lifespan. Um, right. But obviously we've seen 50 BMG used multiple times. Um, I don't know how many per square inch you're going to get. Probably not many, but um, it will withstand a shot from 50 BMG. Um, I'm right. not sure about repeated use on the Gen 2s. Other on, my, uh, on the other hand, uh, I think I sent some to finance a maneuver, and oh, I'm actually wearing their hat. But uh, <laughs> they shot it 22 times with 50 BMG, and they sent me a picture of the back. We have a video on the Instagram. Uh, you can see the exit hole on the back. It looks like the same as a exit hole from a nine millimeter. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So um, if we have. Uh, couple thousand bucks to dump <laughs> we'll test it uh with the 50 bmg but probably uh, right. no time soon but right um, yeah well with the 50 you get into what you're talking about which is the, the diameter right exactly like the diameter anything that's gonna that's flat nose uh, a wad cutter a hollow point i mean those things are gonna punch you know cut holes mm -hmm. uh like a hole punch but then you know also yeah the diameter is gonna make a difference because you know you've got the entry and then it's gonna you know, it's going to spread that rubber more, right? Right, you got more exactly. Going on more wear on that rubber. So it totally makes sense as to why the, the larger caliber would be less. Now, um, I was surprised because uh, we had a conversation and you were like, I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to use this to protect my expensive OSB, basically, <laughs> when I'm function <laughs> testing uh, shot out of shotguns. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, you know, I don't, I would probably shoot it any closer than, you know, 20 or 25 yards. Um, and we're talking about the Gen 1, right? right. That's the one that I've got. Um, and yeah, spoiler alert, you haven't seen that video. 
I mean, it, it literally deflected it. I mean, it, 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 mm. it knocked the paint off. That was the extent yeah. of, you know, I'm like, okay, he said, he told me 20, 25 yards. I'm like, that's bull. I mean, I could, I, I don't know how close I can get to it. I haven't tried yet, but I'm looking forward uh, with good eye pro, of course, <laughs> to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to really getting up on it and seeing what happens. Cause I think for, I think for shotgun, I think it's, it's going to do really good at, at stopping shot. Stopping yes. it, not not absorbing it, just stopping it. And I That's, haven't had yeah. <laughs> that experience. I haven't had that experience with any other rubber target, just so you know. Okay. Uh, any other rubber target, I mean, even at a distance of 20 or 25 yards, it's going to embed up in the rubber, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if not, if not burn through it. Sometimes it, you know, it does go all the way through. But I had a, a little uh, rubber gong at one time. Now, admittedly, it was only like a half inch or so. But after putting multiple, multiple rounds on it. It didn't just chew it up or eat it up. But what, what happened is it, the target gained, oh, I don't know how many pounds over the course of the months that I shot it because the shot went into the target and stuck. It's stuck in okay. the target. So I was essentially creating a lead target at the end of the day. That's what I was yeah. doing. Um, so I like the, I like the idea, like I said, so far with this one anyway, I like the idea of, you know, at, at 20, 25 yards of it actually deflecting. Right. And it's not, not a case like you're talking about with penetration of a projectile, like, uh, you know, single projectile stuff, uh, metallic cartridge, mm-hmm. uh, it's actually deflecting it. So I think that the lifespan would be even longer that way, which is, which is good, bad for you because I'm not wearing out a target as quick, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> but good for me. Cause I'm right. not having to replace it as often. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I didn't see, so it was deflecting about 20 yards? Yeah, I mean, at, at okay. 20 yards, I was about 20 yards out. Okay. And, like, there was no penetration of the shot on the rubber at all. Zero penetration. Got Okay. Yeah, at about 10 yards is where it uh, – that's where I tell people – or I tell people 15 to 20 just so no one's up close. And it depends right. what choke they have. Even one of my guys was like, yeah, I stood at 15 in the blue hole. And I was like, you have a choke? And he was like, oh, yeah, I got a full choke. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. you got to let the shot spread out. But, um, yeah. yeah, even at about 10 yards, it should be enough to let it spread out. Um, we haven't tested it from that distance, but actually uh, we've seen the same thing that you're talking about where it's catching the shot. And actually um, we brought our Gen 2 to the Gundys last weekend, uh, their range day, and uh, we put a couple of the targets in front of Langdon Tactical's booth. And they put about – say about 100 rounds of birdshot into a target at about 15, 10, 15 yards over the course of the day. And it did exactly what you're talking about. It caught most of that. It doubled or tripled in weight. I haven't measured it yet. Um, But, yeah, the front is all chewed up. And then you look at the back, and there's only big holes from 9 millimeter or any buckshot that they shot at it. But it caught all the birdshot. We've done most of our testing with buckshot. um, But – yeah, it, it almost doubled, tripled in weight. Um, I'm actually excited to go weigh it. But, yeah, it was super interesting to see. And uh, they were trying to blow it to pieces, but <laughs> didn't work out. So didn't work out, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and, and in that situation, I mean, you can just turn it around almost, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've noticed on the one I've got that the mm-hmm. the texture on the front and the back is different. 
Yes. Um, so that's a good question. I mean, could you could you flip that around? Is there anything wrong with flipping it around other than the texture is different? Uh, yeah, you could you could flip it around. It works the same both directions. Mm-hmm. Um, the texture is due to um, the manufacturer that makes that specific. Right. Um, it has to do with the manufacturing process, but um, our Gen twos have a relatively similar texture on both sides. Oh, okay. Um, so that'd be interesting to test out both ways. Yeah, yeah. Let's see how uh, see how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had something that was that I was going to ask about the. Um, darn it! Oh, when you were talking about the choke earlier, I didn't think about mm-hmm. that, but that that does make a difference. Um, so I'm going to have to keep that in mind moving forward because if I'm just function testing shotguns. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really have a, it. The choke doesn't matter, so I need to go with a less constrictive choke, uh, right. and that, of course, will help me help me extend the life of that that particular target. So, um, right. yeah. Um, now you you've got we talked about the Gen ones, we talked about the Gen two, which is, you know, a, a denser rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the different variations, I had somebody that had actually commented on the video I posted. Uh, and they said something about the uh, the hostage target, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm not even familiar with the variations, the different types that you guys have. You guys have uh, several different ones. You want to go through the uh, yeah, absolutely styles you've got. So the um, what you have is our our most popular product. It's the uh, Infinity Target full size USPSA. Let's see if I can get that camera to focus. But um, we also have a reduced C zone. Uh, we now have IDPA. We have law pers- enforcement uh, variations like B27s, B21Es, um, okay. TSR2s. Um, so just a lot of different common target templates. Uh, the hostage target is basically just the shoulders and up of the USPSA um, that you can clamp behind the target. It's more of an accessory. Uh, yeah, we sell bundles okay. um, like free packs or our assault bundle, which is like two full size, one reduced C zone or um, a lot of stuff like that. But we also do custom work as well. Um, so we've had people reach out and they wanted a three by three, um, basically grid with three inch um, markings and then the center foot, uh, one inch by one inch grid for sighting in rifles. Oh, wow. Um, okay. So we, we made that for them. Um, we've had other um, similar things. We've done some custom work for um, Homeland Security. Um, they actually have a target that is an outboard boat motor. And uh, so we made that Whoa. for them. Yeah. Um, that was actually at SHOT Show. I'm not sure if you Pretty saw it. It was behind our booth um, hanging up. But uh, I, I guess I noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that project was pretty cool because they um, basically are shooting at that to drop the drug runners in a um, – they're based in Puerto Rico, so anyone coming up from around there. Uh, but what sure. they were doing is they, they're using paper targets currently, and they're dragging, um, they're dragging a boat with another boat, and the rear boat has a target up on it. So they're shooting at it from a helicopter with, I believe, 308. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously the ocean spray sprays up and uh, keeps getting their paper target all wet. Right. So, yeah. yeah, so they actually had to spend thousands, thousands of dollars a week just because they had to just uh, stop the helicopter and it just has to idle there. And then someone's got to come out and change, change the target. target. And so yeah. they're spending a lot of money on uh, 
helicopter fuel. So, right. Um, we we sent them some targets. They're testing them out with their uh, calibers that they use, and then uh, hopefully they'll be able to save a bunch of money just from not having to stall the helicopter, and someone could just run out and spray it with the spray paint. Um, or they might not even have to do that, but obviously our targets are waterproof and it works. The spray paint works the same, whether it's wet or not. So, right. Uh, yeah. Right. So that was a really cool project. Now, now one thing I noticed on this one, that was, it was kind of unique and I was like, okay, how do they do this? So the, the outlines, the grooves, the outlines for the, uh, for the silhouette target, right. For the mm -hmm. your different scoring zones. Um, I'm assuming that's not already in the raw material, right? Right. That's something right. you have to do in-house? Yeah, we get the raw material. We take it from there. Um, we have a machine that basically engraves it. Oh, okay. Um, so basically that keeps the lines there while you're spray painting them. Um, right. And it, yeah, it works great. We've never had a – we've had some questions in the past about, well, will it fill up with paint over time? And no, even we have – I have some of my like previous – their original ones have really shallow engravings and I've had them for what three, four years now. And, um, they're caked in paint. You can still clearly see the engraving. So the engraving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I noticed that. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty neat. I mean, I mean, you see rubber targets, but you don't, you don't often see, you know, that type of work. So it's like, okay, did they run a router on this? Like it's too smooth to look like it comes from a router that with the rubber material, there'd be chatter. So is it pressed into it? Like that's, it was just interesting. Right. You know, we use a, uh, CNC laser machine, but, yeah. um, that gets yeah, it's really, it's really smooth. So it's like, mm -hmm. they have to, yeah, it has yeah. to be some <laughs> kind of high end engraver, laser engraver or something. So you, you were talking about, um, you're talking about the customization. So I'm just curious if there's folks out there that have, uh, maybe they have access to a range or maybe they own a range or whatever the case may be. And they think, Hey, these might be cool for our range. Um, I mean, you obviously you can, are, are you open to working with them on maybe different target designs that they have in mind for their range? And is there the possibility with that engraver of engraving a, a corporate logo or something like that on them oh yeah absolutely so um we actually worked with i believe it's a range being built out in texas called patriot academy mm -hmm. um but uh we actually met them at shot show um so that that was a good thing at shot show too we made a lot of right um, <laughs> range builders and people with their own, own private ranges as well as wholesalers but um he essentially wanted a hundred Oh. Basically, just rectangular sheets of a material to actually use as a target backer because it helps oh, peel okay. so well. So they yeah. won't have to change out. Uh, I think he was using like plastic, similar to like um, the signs you see on the side of the road. Oh yeah, the core yeah. core plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was using that, but they had to change it out so often. Um, yep. So they wanted um, our material, a uh, hundred of them for target backers. So we did that, and then he also wanted, I believe, it was twenty five. Um, they had this specific target they use so he sent it over and uh we got those made up um yeah so they have their own specific target that they're already using um but now in our material so uh, that was a cool project to do but yeah yeah we do custom work all the time we'll have individuals reach out and um, want the specific target that they use right as well so now as far as using it as a as a target backer were they 
Were they using thumbtacks or putting staples? You, you or can staple. You can staple right into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very and cool. And tape tape should stick as long as it's not raining. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going to ask earlier when you were talking about. Uh, what were you mentioning? I, I don't even remember what you said earlier, and I was thinking, I wonder if you could. Oh, you were talking about the guy that wanted uh, the side in. Uh, you know the squares for sighting in um do the the sticker targets like you see like the shoot and see things like that do they stick fairly well to it have you found or um they don't stick great um unless you were already using the target it's a little wet from the spray paint because obviously Ah. that spray paint sticky and it'll help stick um with the with the adhesive that's already on the targets it doesn't stick great but if you had like a spray adhesive it worked fine okay Um, yeah, or just or just put you a light coat of paint on it before you. Yeah, because <laughs> odds are you probably got the paint there anyway to paint it. Yeah, once you get through using it. Yeah, yeah, that could certainly work. Um, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good to know. Um, what else? What else you guys got that uh, that we need to talk about? Anything coming down the line? Anything new? I mean, this is kind of the the first foray. Is there anything you could talk about your? you're thinking about you mentioned stands earlier yeah so um actually we do a lot of or we have been doing a lot of gun shows like phoenix gun shows um mm-hmm. there's a big one at the end of the year the SAR gun show but um we actually met a guy um he said he has a welding business and then um he actually came to the next gun show dropped off a stand with us and it's actually pretty cool it's nothing like i've ever seen before it's made of sheet metal um and it's almost like a puzzle piece and I mean, obviously, you take it apart, it's real flat and compact, which right. is pretty cool because I have um, a bunch of different other target stands I got on Amazon, but they don't like So it's kind of hard to store them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this one just comes apart, fits flat and compact, um, and it's really sturdy, which is nice. Um, I've, like with the wind, I haven't had to nail it down or anything. And the cool part is it has slots uh, for your one by twos um for two by fours you made holes in it as well so if you want to put like a dowel rod um and then i think that was it um there might be slots for like angle iron uh so whatever you're shooting um if you're shooting steel you can put your two by four in it if you're shooting our targets or paper targets you can put your one by twos in it and then he said he put the dowels in because he used to like put a watermelon on one of them and shoot them oh Uh, but because he's more of a recreational shooter, but right. um, so yeah, the tar- pretty much the stand will work for any anybody and how they use it. Um, so that's something we're looking at doing. And then we used to sell stands uh, back when we first started, um, in like twenty twenty. Uh, but those are pretty cool because they it was almost like a cross shape, and it would mm-hmm. fold into itself. So it's just one bar. So that that was also another pretty. Oh. It's pretty easy to store. Um, the downfall with it is just it was just a standard not exactly a downfall but it was just a standard 18 inch wide target stand so it works great for our targets but if you wanted to shoot steel with it um you'd have to get a different target stand wouldn't work yeah right sure wow um so the the clamps so uh, yeah. the setup i got it did come with the clamps is that is that uh-huh. normal was that routine or is that yeah so we provide uh two clamps per target um okay. with all our targets um we sell extra clamp packs um but that's just uh 
for people who don't want to go to the store and find some because they have them at hardware right. stores. But um, they're they really do, strong. But, then, but that's what them... I was fixing to say. Finding the right strength of a clamp right. Right? Yeah. could potentially be an issue. I was, I was, um, I was a little shocked at how well those things clamp down. <laughs> One of them will hold a target up on its own, which is surprising. Yeah. But no, they're really strong. Um, they're all metal. And uh, so they're good clamps. We don't want to give you clamps that are going to break after a while. Or right. Obviously, you run the risk of shooting them. Um, you can shoot through them if you hit the right spot because it's just sheet metal. It's going to go right through. It's if you hit the spring in the center, it'll bust open and then your target falls. Yeah. But um, another pretty good mounting method that uh, I don't use as much because we're – we don't have our own range, so we got to fit everything into the back of the truck. But you can actually drill construction screws through the target into the posts. Yeah, um, you, which you, is you told me that. Yeah, yeah. So we do that a lot for like when we have um, when we're hosting a competition or whatnot. So that way, if someone shoots a target uh, clamp, it doesn't bust open, and then the target falls. Um, just put three screws on each side, and you're good to go. Right. Yeah. But, now, do you do you recommend if somebody's doing that? Do you recommend that they put a washer or because no. I would I would be I would the way I think I would do it if I was going to screw it down uh, is I would probably almost use like a fender washer or a body washer type thing on it. You know, one of the big washers uh, just to give it a little more surface. You know, thinking that it was going to pull through, but it's dense enough. That's what you're saying. It's dense enough that that's not even necessary. Yeah, so I'll just get like standard construction self-tapping screws. Um, usually, like an inch and three quarters is perfect size to so it doesn't come out the back of the target stick and poke your hand. But um, right. yeah, I just drill three on each side right through the target, um, make them kind of flush with the target, and uh, you got to use some strength to rip them off. So it holds on pretty well. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So let's. Um... What else do we got? What else can we can we talk about that you guys have? I mean, I mean, continuing on like the mounting side of things, I've back in the day, I've drilled like quarter inch holes in the shoulders and strung it up with rope. Like if I'm uh, in the area with a bunch of trees and you hang it from a tree. I had um, that. I had that thought. Uh, mm -hmm. I had actually thought about trying to drill some holes or poke some holes and at the shoulders, like you're talking about, and actually hang mine. I've got hooks. Oh, right. for, for steel targets and i thought you know it's three quarter inch and it would definitely i think uh i think the hooks the the id or whatever you want to call it inside the hooks i've got for steel targets are they're mm -hmm. an inch or an inch and a quarter or something um and i was like you know i wonder if i could drill holes and do that um oh yeah but that was more work than i wanted to do to be quite <laughs> honest yeah oh uh, i had a piece of one inch pipe that was, you know, laying there that was a couple foot long. And I'm like, I could just clamp it to the pipe and then hang the pipe on the hooks. And I'm not having to find my drill and drill the holes and jack with all that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why I bring, I, I like the clamps because, um, makes it easy. I mean, I might have a buddy, um, who does media and he says, Hey, you want to go shoot today? And so I just got to throw everything in the, um, nice thing about the targets is how flat they are. And I just throw, I can get to the range in my Ultima. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've even driven to an event in California, uh, as a SoCal shoot event, uh, last October, I think I put 40 targets in the back of my trunk and, um, went up there to, wow. Yeah. So, uh, it is, it is nice how compact they are. 40 targets. It was probably sagging yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. But, uh, 
Oh yeah, speaking of events, so we've been looks like this year we're gonna have a lot of events that we're either sponsoring or yeah, uh, you mentioned hosting. you went to the uh, the Gundies. Uh, here yes. Recently. So last year we had some cool stuff going on, um, and it was actually that was a crazy week. So Red October. Um, oh okay, yeah. Yeah, Brian and Tyler, uh, the guys who are running, awesome guys. But they reached out to us, um, wanted us to sponsor it. Um, so we did 181 K zone targets for them Whoa. and, uh, yeah, so there's a big order, but, um, it was to do the whole red October event out in Vegas. And then that same weekend was an event, a good friend of mine, Devin Jefferson, he, um, runs SoCal shoot events. So they're having uh, a little event out in Azusa, California. And, uh, that was something I promised I'd be at. And so. I believe Wednesday I drove up in a U-Haul with 181 of those targets Holy to Vegas, man. dropped them all off, went to the airport, flew back, and then drove to um, Azusa, California the next day for the other event, um, which we had a um, a pop-up tent at. Um, so it was a crazy weekend, but it was, it was cool to do that. But now th this year we were getting planned ahead of time, thankfully. Right. Um, it seems like we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with uh, Silencer Shop. So Rico Magazine, they reached out. They're doing the CanCon actually out at Ben Avery in Phoenix, which is nice because it's 20 minutes away from my house. Um, so it's actually a really cool event. Pay like 50 bucks. Um, all the ammo is paid for. Um, all the guns are provided. Everything's suppressed. A bunch of big companies are going to be out there and just go shoot suppressed weapons all day. Um, but they want to use our targets. Um, to kind of showcase how well the suppressors work because if you're shooting steel um you're gonna hear yep, you're steel pings all day long um mm -hmm. so it's hard to show off the suppressors so they want to use all of our um targets um so we're gonna sponsor that and then um we may be in orlando and around may for pew party which is also put on by silencer shop and we were asked to do one in louisiana i think in may which is also put on by Silencer Shop. Um, I think they're sponsored by Silencer Shop. I don't think they're put on. I think they're put on by different. Um, right. Like I said, CanCon is by yeah. Recoil, but it's sponsored by Silencer Shop, I believe. Sure. Um, so we've been doing a bunch of those, but we'll have tent or like pop up tents there, um, obviously. And the nice thing for anybody that's in those areas, uh, when we do pop up shows, um, obviously we don't have to deal with shipping and all that fun stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Whenever at a gun show or at, uh, sponsoring an event, we have a table there. We we do half off all of our products. So um, if that's something you're planning at being at, just stop by, come see us. Um, we have oh. a good amount of products with us. Um, just to get them in people's hands, get people to try them out. Yeah, absolutely. And get our name out there. But um, I see someone is asking to share the benefits of using rubber over paper or steel. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we've addressed a lot of that, but um, sometimes obviously, people come in late. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It, it um, happens. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So, um, obviously, with paper, it's single use. Um, obviously, it's a lot cheaper, but um, with the amount that our targets hold, and depending on how good of a shooter you are, obviously, not everybody's Jerry Michalek or Taryn Butler, but um, you're, you're going to spend the same amount of paper over time that you are going to spend on mm -hmm. buy once cry once with our targets uh, right 
And then also you do get the um, high visible, highly visible hits. So I'm sure you got to see that when you're shooting with a shotgun, the paint rubs off every time. Mm -hmm. um, obviously it's a lot faster to spray paint over a shot up target in between drills than to put stickers or cross them off with a Sharpie. Yep. Um, so that's a nice part along with the weatherproof aspects. And then, uh, so like the guys at Red October, when we put on that big event um, or when we did all the targets for it, they um, were saying, the price for the convenience of it is definitely worth it because uh, a stage where everyone has to go and put stickers on each target between rounds take all day long where if you just have everyone go through with a spray paint can real quick, spray paint over, it cuts yeah. the time down by like 50 or I think you said like 70%. Um, yeah. So a stage. And if you're, yeah. And if you're not like me putting, you know, hundreds of BBs of shot on them, mm -hmm. it's pretty easy. Right. You know, you don't, you wouldn't spend a lot of spray paint covering a few holes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A can will last you a good amount of rain trips. Um, yeah. And then with, against the steel targets, obviously I love steel. I have steel targets. Um, oh yeah. Our targets are great within that 150, hundred yards in closer range. And especially for like people who like to practice with their concealed carry or instructors. Um, yeah. The size and shape is a good is a good perk. Yeah. Of so stuff, yeah. we our most popular is the Infinity Target, which is the full size USPSA, which right. I kind of realize is the most popular one that people use. But mm -hmm. the nice part is obviously there's no ricochet. Um, yep. So with instructors, they got to go through targets and targets and targets throughout a the class. They got to stop and replace stuff. But with ours, it's the only reusable target that you can use within that close distance because steel becomes dangerous within a certain distance due from mm -hmm. deflection or ricochet. Um, so it's great for like self-defense instructors. Like I said, if you're um, practicing a close quarter shooting within for self-defense reasons or whatnot, um, it's great. But um, obviously I like to still use steel out a hundred yards where you, it becomes too far to see those highly visible hits on our target. So, mm -hmm. right. Um, yeah, but yeah, they definitely have their place within the hundred yard and closer range. Well, and then the price of steel, right? I mean, if you right. take if you take something like you know Gull's Infinity Target that size, and you do that in AR five hundred steel, that's an expensive target. Like the, that's true. Is yeah, definitely a cheaper target. So we do have a excuse me, um, a good amount of like long distance shooters or hunters that go um, that use our targets because they don't want to have to lug steel out hundreds of yards and lug it back. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that is one place where um, it fits in, in that long distance category. Right. Right. Um, we had one up here. Oh, Mad Maxer. Let's see who it was. You said ever since I saw those, uh, I want one so bad. So uh, the link is down below infinity targets.com. I'm right on that. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, sir. I ended yeah, up then, having a typo in the title of this, which is fixed down. Thanks for letting me know oh, at the top of the show uh, that that I was didn't there. Even notice. Most people didn't catch it, and I didn't either. Uh, but uh, there's somebody out there that's going to catch it. It's always a thing. Um, let's take a second, uh, Elijah. I'm going to take a second here. We're going to have a little fun. We're going to do kind of a rapid fire round. All right. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk some more. But um. Going to give you uh, two options. You got to pick one. You don't have to explain why. You just got to pick one. So, uh, would you rather have a horse or a motorcycle? Uh, motorcycle. Uh, you prefer a flat trigger or a curved trigger? The flat. 
Uh, had you rather climb Mount Everest or dive the Mariana Trench? Ooh, uh, <laughs> Mount Everest. Everest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, leather or Kydex for a holster? The Kydex. Kydex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you rather go camping or on a cruise? Oh, camping, hundred percent. Um. If you had to fight one, do you rather fight a predator or an alien? <laughs> if, this alien. Is if you, this is if you had to fight one. Yeah. Okay, alien. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else we oh uh French fries or tater tots. Ooh. Right? Ah, that's a hard one, but you gotta go with the <laughs> French fries. Okay, okay. Um, let's see. I don't know. We got some. Oh, uh, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, uh, Star Wars guy. Right. Well, <laughs> that's what I, th it's on here. Uh, Star okay. Wars or Star Trek. So you no, say you, Star go, Wars, yeah. you go Star Wars with that. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, let's jump into the movie thing. You may, not, you may not have seen either one of these. Oh. I don't know how old you are. Uh, I'm so 24. Both of these movies are similar, right? But mm -hmm. Armageddon or Deep Impact? Armageddon. Armageddon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that one. <laughs> um, you got to choose your fighter. Which one do you think would win in their prime? Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson? Uh, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you rather have a folding knife or a fixed blade? Fixed blade. Fixed blade. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good enough. Yeah. And that is the uh, that is the light and round or the rapid fire, the whatever we're gonna call it. Yeah. I don't even know. That's fun. <laughs> uh, she fires out there also. Says these targets spark my interest. Yeah. You need one. I seen her shooting some paper the other day in the video. So, uh, yeah. Be sure to check that out. InfinityTargets.com. Link will be below. Um, wherever this is in replay so yeah um and then if you want to see the targets in action we got plenty of content especially on instagram TikTok. um try to do our best just showing how the targets work all the benefits is because it's a newer thing in the industry so a lot of people have no clue how it works and right. um, you gotta see right. it to believe it so have you guys uh thought about um uh, I, I don't thought about maybe you you have I've, I've never seen you there have you thought about making the big show in tulsa oklahoma at all mm -hmm. like I, yeah um have you ever been there have you ever been to that show no um so okay. like i said really this That's all a good kind excuse, of restarted yeah. in april so um yeah that was definitely it caught my eye last year um we weren't able to make it out we we're just still starting right. up and trying to get to where we could go and um, but yeah, definitely plan on uh, going at some point. Um, is that when is that? Is it in November? Every oh, April and every April and every November. Yeah, November. Yes, okay. it's twice a year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it could be a possibility that we're at the November one. So right, awesome. I would think you know honestly, you know, this is just from <laughs> years of of me making that show. Um, November might actually be the better one. From, for that some would, reason, I that see would more make sense. From you know, some reason, I see more 
industry there. It seems like okay. April April is like the collectors and stuff. Oh, gotcha. And it seems like as far as uh, manufacturers, industry, that type of thing, right? Um, seems like there's more of that in, in November for whatever reason. And I don't know that there's necessarily a reason. I think maybe um, just the holiday season. Yeah. That's, yeah. But then that's a pretty good track. You guys are where over there around Phoenix, you said? Yeah. So uh, Tulsa's not too too bad. Um it is we, if yeah, we if, drove it to, is if you're lugging a bunch of heavy targets. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to get a trailer for that one. But uh right. we made the trek to uh San Antonio for the Gundies. I guess I didn't right. touch on that, but yeah, no, that was cool. Um Will with uh Forge Relations, he reached out and uh mm -hmm. About two weeks yep. before the Gundy's event, and was like, "Hey, I just saw your targets. These are awesome. Can we get um, a couple for Range Day? We just want to use them on the Range Day and showcase them. Like, I think they're right. awesome." And I was like, "Absolutely!" So we sent them out twenty targets. We sent yep. them up all over the big range, um, and uh, we drove out about thirteen hours before it started. Overnight, we left at six p.m. Got there at eight a.m. Um, it's a thirteen about a thirteen-hour drive. Wow, that was pretty good. You made pretty good time. Yeah. 13. Um, maybe we got there around 9 p.m. I don't remember when it started, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, got the drive tanks around there, and then, yeah, got to meet a bunch of cool companies. Um, like I said, Langdon Tactical was cool. We talked to them a lot. Firebird targets, um, the little exploding this, those are pretty cool. As right. well as uh, um, Digi Trigger digital trigger that was that was pretty cool and then uh so yeah i got to make a, good, a lot of good contacts see some buddies and then uh stayed the night and drove back the next day so <laughs> right uh yeah yeah Tulsa, oklahoma for the weekend won't be too bad but yeah yeah and you guys i guess could get all of phoenix what hit flagstaff and it's it's pretty much straight down 40 at mm. that point uh i think so not not too terrible at all no. um yeah, we've hit the top of the hour already. Man, time flies when, oh, you're, yeah. uh, when you're having fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let me give you a second here. Obviously, infinitytargets.com. Uh, that link's below for everybody out there watching and listening. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, I've got a video on the channel if you're curious about the shotgun side of the targets. And then, as Elijah said, they've got a lot of stuff with uh, single projectile. But uh, the social media, how do people follow you there? Uh, is there anything that we didn't cover? I mean, also maybe hit on that before we get out of here. Um, nothing. I think we pretty much touched on everything, but awesome. um, we're at, at Infinity Targets on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube. Um, our YouTube page doesn't have a lot of, it has a lot of shorts, pretty much stuff we post from Instagram Reels. Um, how, how long does it take to show a target? really I mean, yeah but uh we'll have we'll have more content like range days and stuff once right. we get a full-time right. uh, videographer um and then on tiktok we're at infinite defense um so those are all the places you can find us uh we've had new customers have a 10 percent off coupon they put in their email on the website so if you nice. want to check them out um it'll pop up when you see the website at infinitytargets.com but yeah, or, if they want to, or if they want to save even more, you said uh, check it all out at an event, right? Yes. Um, I should put that up on the website, a, a travel schedule. But um, <clears throat> yeah, just reach out, Hang see if we're coming to any events in your area. And like I said, we do 50% off at uh, local shows, wherever we have a pop-up tent or a booth. So, Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine with that target. I mean, you guys spend a, quite a bit on the 
on the shipping side of things. Yeah, the the big and heavy size. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we we try our best. I know shipping's expensive, so we we do free shipping on orders over 150, um, which is pretty much two targets. So, mm-hmm. um, right, try to save everybody some money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having a conversation for a little while. Appreciate it. Um, moving yeah. forward, if you you know you guys come up with other things and you need to get on here and talk about the new products and that sort of thing, you're welcome back anytime. Just. Uh, just let me know. And, and I do intend on getting a, a little up close and personal on the one I got with, uh, with some shotgun here soon and, and kind of getting a better idea of what's going on. Cause I, I think it's going to hold up a lot better than you originally had me thinking you had me worried there for a little while. I, like, <laughs> I don't know about this. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, hold on. This is a way tougher target than what he's talking about. And I guess underselling, I guess it's better to undersell it than oversell it. Right. Right. But, uh, but I, I was, I was totally impressed with it. It, it is so far it's, it's doing the job that I need it to do. So uh, that's my testimonial for it anyway. Oh yeah. I look forward to it. And once, uh, once you get that, uh, destroy that one, uh, we'll get you a gen two out and see how much longer that one lasts. Oh yeah. That works, man. So, okay. all right. Well, uh, we'll be in touch and, uh, let me uh, close out here real quick for everybody by just saying uh, thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. Uh, don't forget MTM Case Guard, who powers the uh, podcast here. Uh, MTM Case Dash Guard.com. Uh, Code Clover Tack will get you 10% off, of course. Uh, we are going to get out of here for this one. So until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out CloverTac.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the CloverTac Podcast.